I haven't got my hat. I look like you, but from the past. Hello, welcome to the Honest Walk here. I'm your host, Rob. <laughs> welcome to the Agency One Monday show. And I'm joined by my great friend, Mr. Nathan. Name of the show, Prescott. Nathan, what's going on? Hello, hello. Uh, all good, thank you. How are you doing? I'm great, because I just want to congratulate Shugo in the chat, who just got married. Congratulations to Shugo. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, well, I'm doing really uh, well. I'm a little good. bit hype because I've just come off having done the first Age of Sigma three band show ever, and I'm oh, yeah, very yeah, yeah. Yeah. like I forgot how exciting it is. Like, uh, yeah, it's pretty pretty cool, especially when you get to talk to Nico. <laughs> he's a he's a fun Fucking guy. Yes, uh, that was great to see him, uh, and obviously Andy. And he's good, really good. good, yeah. Good lad, but yeah, I've not seen Nico in ages. It was great. How long's him. it been? I don't know. Probably thousands of years now. I don't know. <laughs> it was a long time ago in a different place. Previously, a team member of ours. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Clash of Swords or something, wasn't it? Oh no, that was uh, what was the team one? Was? What was the team one called? Yeah, that's it. Firestorm Falls. That was like five years ago. It's how long me and Nathan Nathan have been playing Age of Sigma a long time. Yeah. Yeah. This was even before official points, but great times had by all. Yeah, yeah. No points. So today's show, uh, for all the Age of Sigma fans out there in the world, is we're going to be finishing off our tier list. Both Both James and Dan are away today. Uh, and so you've just got the old school crew, uh, the the two become one, uh, the Nathan Prescott and the Rob Syme show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so expect us to just chill the fuck out from off stage. Thank you, Matt. Uh, I've got myself a ginger beer. Appreciate you. Uh, what a legend. Uh, so we're going to be talking, we're doing the tears, but we'll also be going through the news. And in the news, there are some tears as well, Nathan, to talk about. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, so just let's just get it out there straight away. Kill Team is on pre-order this week, and it looks like he's on pre-order for two weeks, which means we probably aren't going to be getting the Cruel Boys or the Stormcast Battle Tomes on pre-order until the 28th of this month, which means we probably actually won't get them released until September. Um, so uh, that's sad face, I think, because it feels like it's... I don't know how you feel, but it feels like it's been a long time from release to... Uh, like from AC Mother to starting to get some of those first battle tomes, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it feels like we've been waiting for, for those for ages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, that's a bit. Yeah, that is a bit. Uh, that's a bit of a bummer. Yeah. Come on, you guys, put your fingers out. We want them crudy boys and uh, whatever else, Stormcast dragons, etc. But mainly, mainly vultures. I think mainly vultures. Uh, hey, Trog, thanks for subscribing. <laughs> hey, thanks everyone for tuning in live, by the way. Uh, as Nathan fiddles with his microphone, I just want to thank, let you all know uh, that you could obviously uh, listen to this as a podcast and listen to that quality audio at any point, <laughs> as well as we opening this can. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Watch Emmy, for subscribing. Uh, subscribing. Subscribing? Yeah, I've said that right, I think. Um, It'll do. Thanks yeah, for being a thanks, sub. Thanks for being a sub. To all the doms in the world and the subs, love to you all. Uh, now, I so it's, mm. it feels like a long time. It feels like a long time waiting for the new Stormcast book, if I'm going to be honest. Um, so, yeah. uh, like, a lot 
a lot to a lot to wait for, but we did get some Crudy Boys news today. Um, and I think we're just going to have to deal with it, right? Like, and it also probably a long time to actually play them because I obviously at our events we do no FAQ, no play. So that would mean like l- release yeah. of the book being September means you're probably waiting two to four weeks for the FAQ, which means you're probably not going to see them actually played on tabletops until October. Now, obviously, some places are 100% going to uh, allow the book before the FAQ. I just, I personally don't under- yeah. operate under that, and I think that's sad, right? Yeah, well, yeah, and obviously some people will be playing with uh, them just casual-like until then. But yeah, you probably won't see many at tournaments until, yeah, October time. Uh it's a long time, isn't it? Really long. Uh, big shout out to Bobbin, making me take some drinks. Thanks, Bobbin. Uh, yeah, it's a long time. But we did get some Cruel Boys news. And would you like to go through the Cruel Boys news, Nathan? Okay. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, Let's I think... Uh, oh, no. I did a thing. One second, Nathan. Hold on. I've been, I've been messing around with transitions and stuff. Okay. Right. Cruelly Boys. Let's talk through it. Uh, so we found out about Gobsprack and his use of the swampy goodness... Uh, basically, we found out about today. Uh, so this was featured on the Warhammer community site today. Um, we like, and yeah. we'll just skip through a lot of this stuff. Um, but apparently, this is a cool little bit of na- narrative I liked. With arcane gift for languages, we knew this already from an- another community article. Gobsprite acts as a translator for Kragnos, the End of Empires, as his shaman also claims to speak for Mork. He has uh, direct lines to two gods of destruction, and I just kind of want to ask. The crowd on Twitch. Guys, Idy, hello. Hope you're well. Um, and also you, Nathan. Like, yeah. what is, like, Kragnos? Like, I don't imagine he wants, like, things translating that he isn't able to, like, really succinctly put by punching stuff. Like. Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine he sits down and has a chat with very many people. So, and does, so does Gobsprack, is he supposed to just fly around with him? And whenever he needs to talk to somebody, then he flies down. I I guess most people could say that they translate for him because he probably doesn't stop to talk to anybody. You could just say, yeah, I'm a translator for that guy. Yeah. And you get away, you get away with that job all the time. Are you saying he's lying? Because that's funny. Yeah. That's funny. (laughs) Well, yeah. yeah. Him. (laughs) He's like, Kragnos is just in the background going, and then then the fist mort goes, he says you should actually go get me a sandwich. And also, he's really unhappy with this, how these bones are put around here. Pile them over there. Like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, he's just lying, right? Yep, that's it. He's just uh, pulling a pulling a quick one. Yeah, okay. Uh, I like that anyway. I thought that was really fun. Uh, right, so he's got some new abilities. Let's talk about this. Because, well, it, I don't know if he's got an ability uh, because there's a little. Um, where do we where do we find out about it? Yeah, he's accompanied. So go, Gobsmacker, Gobsmacker, whatever his name is, uh, Gobspark, is accompanied to battle with mm-hmm. his grot attendant. Wrinkle finger. <laughs> Good. Wrinkle finger. Big Where fan. does wrinkle finger sit? 
Well, where know. does he sit on the map? Yeah, is he in there somewhere? Yeah, he's on top, I think. Yeah, he's yeah. like there's a, there's a guy like there's a there's a grot with like got his little head uh, underneath uh, a bit of cloth. That's the one. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, feel the power of my wrinkle finger is what you should definitely scream whenever you use the ability. <laughs> Mac readiness has nailed that. That's a... <laughs> this is my strong hand. This is my wrinkle finger. Uh, ready for the wrinkle finger. Get ready for the wrinkle finger, kids. Uh, <laughs> uh, so he has a, his own secret weapon, right? The screaming yeah. mandrake. Yeah. Uh-huh. And while it may look harmless, this root yelps so loudly when it's squeezed that it puts enemy casters right off their game. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. That's, yeah. I can imagine that. Uh, me too. So the screaming mandrake, I'll read it out. Wrinklefinger carries with him a hideous root that emits a shrill cry when squeezed or pinched. I think I've got a, uh, a mandrake. A wrinkle finger. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've used my wrinkle finger on myself before. Uh, the, awful... <laughs> the awful sound wreaks havoc on the concentration of enemy wizards who are trying to cast spells. Um, yeah. Isn't a screaming mandrake plant not something lifted straight out of Harry Potter? Pete says. Yes, Pete. It's 100% IP theft out of Harry Potter. 100%. Um, yeah. But as we... And so is the wrinkle finger, I'm sure. What wrinkle oh, finger? No, that was a different. That was a different film. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> carry on. Carry on. Nathan, what? <laughs> no, Nathan, tell me which film it was. I don't know. It's just a website. There's loads of wrinkle fingers. <laughs> anyway, carry on. <laughs> Uh, so hopefully Games Workshop won't get sued uh, by a litigious IP company for stealing that. Uh, but the Screaming Mandrake allows you, once per battle, sad face for all the people hoping this isn't the bin book. Uh, very or often, the once per battle starts in those. But that's fine. We'll skip it. When this unit attempts to unbind a spell, you can say that it is using a Screaming Mandrake. And if you do so, the unbinding roll for that attempt is made with a 3d6 instead of 2d6, right? Yeah. Which is good with the Mork Says No ability, which is on his War Scroll, which is each time this unit unbinds a spell, the caster suffers d3 mortal wounds. With an unbinding roll of a 10, the caster suffers d6 mortal wounds. So you're most likely, once per battle, to be able to cause d6 mortal wounds to an enemy wizard via an unbind, which is a pretty great ability, yeah. right? Yeah, that's... yeah. Yeah, yeah, got to be happy with that. I like it. Oh yeah. yeah obviously, there's some some wizards are probably not going to be that bothered by that, but yeah, it's it's good. I like it. It's uh, I don't think it's too overpowered, really. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I but it's, uh, it's still a nice little threat, isn't it? I don't think it's too strong. No, I don't think it's too strong. It's a nice like, and it also like it's got a, it's got a chance to either happen or not happen. Still, even though you're rolling three d six, anyone who's played with squigs and yeah. has moved three d six will tell you it's not often eighteen. No, not even when you use the wrinkle finger. So yeah, <laughs> not even when you use the wrinkle finger. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so uh, that's pretty good. There was also something up here as well. Um, about Gobsmack himself, uh, along with his ability to bring high places, Mathemorg is also fairly tasty on the tabletop. Gobsmack prefers to control the flow of battle with his coming magical tricks rather than using raw power and huge choppers. Something makes me think he's terrible in combat, is what I'm going to say. 
Like yeah. that sentence. Yeah. Yeah. Although they, they, they do mention something about where he hits people with his stick, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah he, does. he carries a bog bark staff with a range of three inches, so it's a really strong staff, and it does d3 damage with each bonk. <laughs> what does he do? It does. So bog bark staff does a bonk that does d3 damage. A bonk. So let me tell you this right. Uh, He's got a bonk that bonk. does D3 damage and a wrinkle finger that hurts himself. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's, no, well, it puts other people off their game. It puts other people... <laughs> Daedron thinks that's a particularly weak bonk, and I think I agree. Uh, Midi Vilm, uh, I hope you uh, are well. Thank you for resubscribing. Uh, they say the Banner Blade was no slouch in combat. I would take that as they put the articles as gospel. Fair, Shugo. Uh, super fair. Uh, I think that's okay. The other thing about his bog staff yeah. is it's three-inch range on that weapon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a really long stick. But the Vampire Lord and Zombie Dragon has got a lance. Yeah. One-inch range. Yeah, but he just holds on to it while he punches people in the face, whereas this person actually uses the stick to hit people. Uh, I imagine. It's u- user error. Vampires, <laughs> they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> but swamp bogglers, they're very, very conscious. <laughs> they know all about them tool things. Yeah. Well, we've already established this guy's a genius. He's already lying. He's already like Kragnos must be so confused. Kragnos is just running around, <laughs> just like punching everything he sees, and then there's always a bird in front of him and like just saying stuff. And Kragnos is like, "What the fuck is this guy saying? I got no clue. No one understands me. My whole race is dead." Um, like this fucking guy is just telling trying jokes. to catch the stupid budgie and it keeps flying away and making people do stuff before I get there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, all right. So there's that, and then he's also got uh, a spell which we've seen previously, um, which is summon boggy mist, uh, which is cast on a seven. You add one to charge rolls for friendly cruel boys Uruks on the battlefield and subtract one from charge rolls as well. Now we've already seen this on the war scroll for the other uh, the swamp called a shaman of course, but you probably don't care about that very much because you're probably going to be trying to be cast in. Uh, You're probably, you're not using him for that, I don't think. It's not really a spell that you overly care about or tech into, right? Yeah, so he's got the same spell as the the Swamp Caller Shaman then. Yeah. Because that's the War Scroll spell then, is it? Yeah, for both. Mm -hmm. Oh. It's it's sad that they've both got the same spell. Well, then also the 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 guy on Donkey Dog, um, <laughs> I love how I've collected them. But I haven't learned the names yet. <laughs> Can I tell you why I haven't learned the names? Because they're not in the fucking app, right? Today uh. I was doing the list review show. Uh, I was doing the fucking stat center show for Age of Sigma, and I was like, oh, because someone's running like. Because honestly, taking MSU Annihilators is genuinely like a good Stormcast build at the moment. Seeing yeah. it like, and um, and I was like, oh, what do Annihilators do? And then I googled it. Oh, no, sorry. I used the app, and it didn't tell uh, me, and I was livid. Liv- yeah. Like, for a good five minutes, I had to walk away. I was like, I'm fucking sick of this. <laughs> yeah, and then I just Googled it, and it showed me anyway. So if someone thinks not putting in the app is going to stop me, think again, you fucking dicks. But we'll talk about the app yeah, in a moment. You're unstoppable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it just annoyed me. Uh, King Clark, yeah. and thank you for resubscribing, and thanks, everyone, for tuning in. It's been great. So, yeah, he's got the same spell, but let's... Ignore that, right? Because he's got yeah. two other spells from the Law of the Swamp. Can we talk about how good 
the name the law of the swamp is. I would like to vote best law name. The law of the swamp man is good. Laura. Yeah, yeah, that's solid, solid name. I can't think of what the other ones are called. Like... Oh, I think the the one the other ones actually in the Auric Warclans books are quite good, aren't they? The what's the weird boys the Iron Jaws one called? Is it the? Lord? I will tell you right now. I will look right the second. How will you once find the this computer... out? Uh, I I've got the book, haven't I? In the old app, in the old days app. What happens so, if the app uh... goes away? Oh, then I'll. I don't know. Oh no, it's just called the Law of the Weird. Oh yeah, the Weird's good. Weird's yeah, good. Law, Law of the Weird and uh, the Bone Splitters one is called the Law of the Savage Beast. Nah, not as good. Dijus no. Martin has pointed out that got nothing on the Law of Gut Magic. That's pretty good. Yeah. 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 Um, Solid. Yeah, T Man Cash is vibing on that as well. The Law of the Deep Wood sounds cool. Says Fuzzy Vibes. Yeah. I'm into that. Yeah. Next week's show, uh, while we're waiting for new Games Workshop products, we, we, we will be reviewing the tier system for the different law names for the different spell laws. Um, mm. Right at the bottom, Law of Fate, just because it sucks to play against, I think. Right at the bottom. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so what you get from the Law of the Swamp is you get Sneaky Miasma. This is one of... The, we've seen two spells featured. Sneaky Miasma. The shaman waves his staff as if he were stirring an invisible cauldron, causing a thick miasma to obscure one of the cruel boy's war beasts from view. A few moments of eerie silence follow before the monster reveals itself once more. Usually at the... Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Just like, so is he suggesting that there's a small mist for a few moments, is what yeah. he's doing? Now you see him, now you do. It's like a magic trick. But not that impressive. Well, it's a magic trick. It's a trick of magic, or a, ma a trick that pretending to be magic, or it's really magic. It's, I... You decide. <laughs> 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 okay uh just a big vape rip says pacey james yeah that's all it is yeah he's just yeah, yeah. um but what it is is sneaky miasma is a spell cast on six and a range of 18 inches if successfully cast you pick one friendly cruel boys monster within range and visible to the caster that monster can make a normal move right oh nice uh which is awesome now we don't know what most of the monsters do yet but we do know that this particular buzzard that isn't good in a combat but is does have a good bonking stick has a, a movement of 14 inches so that's a 28 inch move on uh this guy and potentially on the other buzzard as well so if we get like a combat buzzard then maybe that's a cool little play right like, like you imagine like a vampire lord on zombie dragon but it's a, a cruel boy on a on a vulture sort of build yeah with some knuckle dusters having a great time yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh the big troll ever blight saying as well could also be a monster um we could also see that as well as could be those uh, we have seen like a, a like a, a guy on we talked about it last week a guy on sort of like swamp boggler monster as well uh the alligator mm -hmm. thing that's mm -hmm. it shugo um uh but i mean it's cast on a six which is fairly low that's not too bad 
Um, I guess it gives you like a good alpha strike potential, but it depends on what you can. Ca- we, we don't know what you can cast it on yet, right? So like, it's a nice thing yeah. to have in the toolbox. Better, I would say, in some instances, than a teleport. Yeah, well, I mean the um, the Iron Jaws have got a similar thing, don't they, with their mighty destroyers or uh, whatever their one is called. So, yeah, and it's very useful having that hero's phase movement. Uh, this isn't as flexible, and obviously you have to cast a spell instead of instead of spending a command point. But yeah, 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 uh, it's uh, a, a a good ability, especially as you can. Uh, cast the metamorphosis onto another hero, and then cast this onto them. Give them an extra move if you if you need to get a hero somewhere. Uh, I, I I like it. I think it's a really good spell. It's a nice toolbox spell. It's not it's not yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah. Like it's definitely not amethystine pinions for poor soul like grave lords, which is much worse. Uh, and it's nice. It's a nice yeah. additional piece. Whether or not it works on everything, it's not. I mean. Uh, the the version for this obviously for Lunar Earth Realm Lords is any unit can just double their movement um, and yeah. that would have been nice to see yeah but th- this is a hero phase movement so uh, you could if you need to get a wizard within range and you just cast metamorphosis on him then cast that spell then he can move up and then cast his spell or if you I don't know maybe that Nashtooth guy if you think you've got a special build where you can do some shenanigans with him you can get a double move so yeah it gives you combining it with metamorphosis gives you other options um and then obviously uh using it on the vulture itself is really good because yeah they've got good movement that's as long as they're monsters or if not you've got the option obviously with the the other spell so good yeah that's true uh it makes a normal move right so tom dix is saying this gives you pseudo retreat and charge but it would count as a normal move therefore would be a retreat right uh well you can't do a normal move uh because it's different so you can't do a retreat you can only do a more normal move so you wouldn't even be able to cast this and move out of combat no, no. But then that's the same with most of the destruction stuff is they don't let you move out of combat. Yeah, like you can't teleport dudes away from combat and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, normal move and retreat are different now. Thanks, Everblight and Nathan for bringing that up as well. So anyway, so good toolbox spell. Big fan. Really happy with that. Hoping the monsters are good. Uh, right. And then they've got a spell called the Black Pit. Um, which is genuinely yep. good. The shaman taps his staff on the ground, forking out from the spot and surging towards a nearby foe. The earth turns into a noisome quagmire that sucks victims below its surface to their doom. Um, uh, mm. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure we've seen those. The what? The the quagmire. The black pit, yeah, down at Rock City <laughs> on a Saturday night. <laughs> We don't talk about it. The floor get all sticky. We don't talk about it. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I didn't walk on normal floors until I was a man. I was raised in the black pit. Right. So, uh, the black pit is a spell that has a cast value of seven. So, on average, to cast and a range of twelve. If successfully cast, you pick one enemy unit within range uh, and visible to the caster. Do you know what's nice? Is it's 12 inches not within 12 wholly within 12 that would be much harder to do yeah um and then yeah. roll a dice for each one on that unit for each six 
and for each other role that is equal to or greater than that unit's save characteristic, that unit suffers one mortal wound. That's massive. So if you have 30 models with a 3-up armor save, like you're going to take 20 mortal wounds, which is very, very solid. Especially when you can obviously double move and then black pit a unit, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah I think uh looks like, yeah, they're going to have interesting little tools hopefully so that's good yeah it's gonna and also uh targeting armor is nice because everybody seems to be putting armor on so yeah they might think twice yeah, about especially it. with as team and cash is pointing out with the yeah. with the stormcast book on the horizon we already see good armor saves out there in the world already right uh blood knights a bunch of different uh stuff but it yeah. doesn't work it doesn't work on any of the god monsters or any of the character models that we're seeing uh, that might be problematic in game at the moment but if stormcast does get bring us units of uh, 15 vindicators or whatever they're called um or you know or like or any of those things you could potentially see some some good work done into those if for some reason people start building hordes of iron breakers and stuff like that as well which is genuinely a good build um but probably something you're not going to see as much but it's nice anti-meta tech but i don't think you're seeing hordes with great armor saves you're normally seeing elite units with good armor saves so it's not as good as it necessarily sounds yeah yeah oh yeah yeah, it's, uh, I think armies that are probably not going to like it would be like Cities of Sigmar and stuff like that. Um, with your Iron Drakes and uh, the Iron Breakers, those guys. I mean, all those, um, a lot of them have got four up saves, so that's like half the unit is getting. And they're all one, un one wound uh, little dudes, so they're going to not yeah, like that, are they? Uh, Hugo has made a petition to rename yeah. the Black Pit as getting the fucking sea spell. Um, maybe, like, if you, like, made all of your cruel boys pirates? Because there's swamps near the, the coasts, right? Yeah, like mangroves. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah, you could get away with that. Say, that's where you get your mandrake <laughs> from, for your wrinkle finger to do its thing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we've also seen that he's moves 14 inches. Uh, he's got a staff that does D3 damage like most wizards. So he's definitely not going to be a combat character. And we also found out that he's a two-cast wizard. So cast two probably unbinds two. And the unbinds two is really nice because obviously every unbind is going to cause mortal wounds in return against your opponent. But it doesn't necessarily sing to me at the moment as a piece. Obviously the model's fantastic, but... A wizard, gen a mounted wizard, generally, like needs to bring a lot to the table. Like, for example, like a vampire and zombie dragon is really a melee unit that's also a wizard. Um, you know, like, uh, like you don't like. Whereas, if you take some of the larger casters, like even even um, uh, a keeper of secrets is a wizard in addition to being a melee unit. Is is really where I'm at. Whereas, like, I I, I wonder if this is going to be a fairly expensive wizard that doesn't do tons. Like, and it's not necessarily great anti-magic. Um, because, yeah, you've got once per battle 3d6. But then the rest of it, you just roll in just to be there, right? So, I guess we'll see. Yeah, as normal. Unless unless he's got other pluses and minuses to his 
stuff or if they've got access to those other than the wrinkle finger obviously but it's unlikely that they'll have that as well um and then yeah it depends on how good the vulture is at melee uh, killing yeah, stuff 100%. as well yeah, yeah agreed agreed yeah um and rob kelly's made a really good mm. point depends on yeah, yeah it depends fast. on what points he is but it could be cheap fast option kind of like we've seen the chaos uh sorcerer lord on manticore which got cheaper Generally, we've seen that making it into lists at the moment, uh, but we rarely see the Battle Mage on Griffin for Cities of Sigma as an example. Whereas you normally will see like the Hurricaneum because the Hurricaneum is like a triple threat, right? Plus, it's, well, it's quad threat, uh, like it's a quad threat. Plus, it's to cast for wizards nearby. Is a wizard, is a shooting unit, is a buff piece, all in one battle cart. Like it's just. Yeah. 11 out of 10 stonks so i'm just hoping this guy has more like he has an aura that does something around him um he's able to like the other shaman is able to like make it so units do more mortal wounds anything like that more stuff like that would be good right yeah 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 Yeah. just depends on points and stuff so hurry up and get that book out a month like no what is it three weeks uh if it goes up for pre-order on the 28th we'll hear all of the reviews will come out on the 28th which would be good all right so that's uh that there's not tons to take away from that but there you go uh it's looking i'm just excited for it all right mm. yeah. yeah yeah great, great model. model great model really looking forward to it so no other news i think nath um, and we can get into the uh, the tier show unless you want to talk about community comp. Um, sure, if you wanna, uh, I don't mind. I mean, <laughs> uh, do do we need to talk about it? Have people not talked about it relentlessly for how long? I don't know how many people for uh, for however long they talked about. It. I don't know. I wasn't listening. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't make that tournament that weekend. I'm busy, so uh, unfortunately, an extra few points worth of grots yeah. would be nice. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Uh, yeah. Like, do you have like like a question to you? Like, what are your yeah. thoughts? Like, this is where I'm at. Yeah, like on comp in, co- on in comp general. In general. Uh, uh I. I don't think it's something that should be discounted as a thing ever. Um, and obviously some people comp stuff just to try and give their tournament like a unique edge, which is mm-hmm. fair enough. Quite cool. I mean, you've had those guys in Australia. Some of them took allowed you to bring the anvil, the apotheosis dudes. And, you know, it sounded like a bit of a fun thing. Uh, obviously, if you want, like, everything to be consistent so you can do it for stats, then you probably don't want there to be comps. Or if there is a comp, you want everybody to use the same comp. So, yeah, it'll affect affect stats across the board. But um, other than that, uh, yeah. I mean, I quite like going to like realms at war and the narrative ones and that is just massive comp because that's how they turn it into a narrative thing uh by you know just making their own game for different things so um so yeah i personally i enjoy it but i could see some people obviously don't enjoy it uh which is fair enough yeah i think uh yeah yeah, um i'm 
non-post. You're non-post. I think I'm non-post too. Uh, I'll, we'll talk about. I'll, I'll give context for everyone in the chat because Hugo has made a question. Has asked a question. Sorry. What's community comp? It's effectively when a TO or tournament organizer has decided to affect some changes in the game separate from Games Workshop. So you're 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 working under a comp pack, effectively. Now, in old Warhammer Fantasy Battle Days before Age of Sigmar, we had comp packs of all varieties, the most famous being uh, Swedish comp. And in 40k, you also had old ITC, which was a compact for 40k because the game basically didn't work. Um, oh, kind of. You also had the WTC comp system as well. And that was the interesting thing from 40k. To give an example that isn't Age of Sigma, previous to 8th edition, uh, oh no, actually, no, actually previous to 9th edition 40k, uh, where ITC were bought out by Games Workshop and therefore like they signed a non-compete to write uh, um, uh, to write no additional comp packs, uh, quotation marks needed uh, on all of that. Um, you saw two real schools of of 40k. You had everyone in Europe playing under their comp pack for WTC ETC format, and everyone in America and Australia and other places that bought into the ITC comp pack. And you also even had other ones because Spain has a huge 40k community. And the reason I bring it up is because, uh, to touch on Nathan's point, I think one of the detracting conversations about comp is that it might necessarily fracture the game state. So I am playing a game of Warhammer Age of Sigmar in the UK is the same as someone playing in Australia or Japan or Sweden or anyone else in the world. That's not to say that there haven't been people, like Nathan has said, who've already instigated compacts previously in loads of different ways. Um, Sweden, uh, <laughs> fucking guys in Sweden, uh, like, just talking about them all the time. Um, like, there's a bunch of different stuff. Um, I guess uh, it's you either take it or you leave it right you buy a ticket to an event that has a compact or you buy it, you don't buy a ticket that has an event to the compact they're inherently mm. that i guess the criticism of compacts is that they're inherently biased because you can't not be subjective uh, uh and you can well you can't be objective effectively so your singular bad experiences might inform your compact in a bunch of different ways uh without really understanding like the whole game and i think it's impossible as someone who tries their hardest by the way uh like to understand the whole game like when we do the stat center and the other stuff i try and look at as many lists and different people's like thoughts on everything as i can um like even i'm like oh this seems egregious or this seems over the top but like the whole game is inherently unbalanced if you listen to the 500 days of warhammer show i talked about I feel all of the game systems are inherently imbalanced so we should all just have a laugh anyway. So I kind of like, for someone who wants to do the stats, it's a huge problem. Um, but for someone who just wants people to have fun, like, give a fuck. Like, as long as everyone's having fun at an event, like, and yeah. it's not something being, someone using it to their own advantage, which I don't think is the situation, like, I think it's super okay. Like, and I don't really give a fuck. Like, truth be told. Uh, there are much bigger issues in... in if in brackets competitive age of sigma than the the shitty armies getting 150 points or 100 points and also like could you do less <laughs> i mean this seriously could you give sanesh less like 100 points what's even 100 points man <laughs> like what's even 100 points is what i'm gonna say 
Um, nothing. I don't know if you could even do less. Like, I think the very minimum you would give them is 200. Like, all the way up to 500 is where I'd probably go. Um, and, and that's the inherent problem with something like a compact, is no one ever agrees. So what happens is, is you get different people in different places all over the world who start having their own opinions on everything. They think that they know what's going on and what the situation is. And then it it like it snowballs from there and then you get divisions people are i'm not going to that tournament i'm not doing this i'm not doing that and then um the the kind of like worst bit is because you're really doing the job for games workshop they don't have to comp anything and by comp we mean do faqs they don't have to balance or attempt to balance their own game not that i think that they try to do that anyway so obviously that's a that's a that's a bit of gaslighting by me. That's a fool's gambit because in no way do I think that they're ever trying to balance their game at any point. And I mean that for every moment of all of Age of Sigmar. Up until this point, someone asked me the other day, they were like, at what point, Rob, do you think that they've genuinely tried to make an effort to balance the game properly? And balance the game properly, I would give them a zero days if they ever tried that. Like zero so it doesn't really matter like just roll your dice and have some fun and build your armies and have a good time so i think i don't care is where i'm at nath if i'm honest sorry i, I rambled a lot there yeah that's all right uh non-pulsed, yeah, non-pulsed. yeah it's, it's a long way of saying non-pulsed yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> no yeah <laughs> yeah i mean uh i think uh if the timing was better then i and i had the opportunity i would go to the facehammer event that we're talking about just because you know there are normally quite a few dudes that go to those events that i like hanging out with but uh, i'm busy that weekend so i can't yeah. do it yeah 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 um yeah i mean and there are other tos i'm sure conversing uh, about it as well i think the worst bit is when a to just takes umbrage with something right um and it's a Bit, yeah. like it's also very early into it like there's some other really good arguments it's really early into the edition i think that's super fair you don't really know what the stats are on anything mm. that's super unfair it's based on no data at all in any way where and also like the community pushbacks a bit fucking do you know what to a bunch of people in the community you could all fuck off. This is from me personally. Uh, because when we were talking about Sinesh stats at 70% and people were like, no, maybe don't ban them. It's not fair to the people who own them. Like, you can definitely fuck off. Uh, because, like, like, if you're, well, if you're advocating that this is cool, but in, in every way you think my call to have Sinesh banned at 70% plus win rate was out of order, you're definitely an idiot. Uh, and I don't need I don't need to listen to you ever again in my life. Um, so, like, because it's not that imbalanced at the moment. The game's just got some strong units, but the game's always had strong units, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, well, yeah. I mean, people can uh, mess about with it and experiment with things here and there and see what happens, I guess. But yeah, yeah. I, I don't think, like you said, I don't think the comp. Uh, things that they suggested were were too extreme either way. I mean, some people that were going to take loads of foxes might be uh, considering that again. Um, but you know, that's not really a problem for for most people. Most people, even that play um, those stupid elf things, what they're mm. called, Lumineth, 
I don't think yeah, I don't think that's the most popular build anyway. So yeah. No. That's fine. No, uh I don't think it is the most popular build either. They're also not doing that well at tournaments. This is also really important. Like they're also not doing well. Disco rap, what up? Thanks for resubscribing. Big love to you and thanks everyone for joining us. So again, it's early into the edition to be making comp calls. I really do think that. Um, I, I really do. But I don't hate the idea of giving additional points to units that are underpowered and units, uh, armies that are underpowered and uh, armies that are underpowered. But you would need to do that based off data, right? Like, up until up until Math Mallow kicking ass with his Sylvaneth, like, you know, you pretty much thought, like, going from two into three, you thought Sylvaneth were like, meh, right? Their win rate in two was low at 40%. So then to put you would mm. think, oh, well, they're going to get some extra points going into two. You don't even know how Gits can play the secondaries and the battle tactics. And you would be able to tell me better than anyone, Nath. I think Sinesh is just super overcosted anyway. But then you're also not bringing down armies that are good, right? Like, if you were doing it properly, if you were being thorough, you would be like, cool, we're going to bring the points down on Zinch. Definitely, probably... Seraphon and also DOK can come down some points as well. Even if you're going to do something as nominal like a hundred points, I don't think it makes any difference. But like, I don't, honestly don't think those hundred points makes any difference. But like, you could. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Mm. Anyway, yeah, yeah, be interesting to see how it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, be interesting. I don't think it, the thing is that makes it I think it makes no difference. Like that's the point. It makes no difference. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, It'd be interesting to see what yeah if it does if such a yeah well some of the things some people might feel are extreme but in general I don't think they are so it'll be interesting to see what happens. Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't see that's the thing. I don't think it makes it that interesting. Is my point like? Oh, oh, oh I'll I'll be interested to see like if it changes up what we think what armies people. T are taking and stuff like that, or if people are still going to take those. What, an extra 150 so, points yeah. of gits? Is that really going to mix it up? Yeah. Well, I yeah, I that's the thing, will it? I don't... I, a lot of people, like in the gits chat, were saying, well, it's just an extra unit of trolls. So, will that mix it up? But then, you know, there were two troll players that went to the Carnage game, and they said a lot of their games were really tight. So, maybe... An extra three trolls may might have tipped the balance in their favour. They might have gone three two instead of uh, whatever they were going. I think they won one game <laughs> each, so maybe they would have gone won an extra two or three games. Yeah, you know, if the games were that close. Yeah, true, so, yeah. true, 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 true. I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. You you can't say until we see it, and that's why I'm interested but... to see what happens. If if people will change their lists, and if if it'll actually result in a yeah, change fair fair i just don't think it will result in enough like like not to be rude nath and there's nothing but love with me for yeah. this but having gits go from two one to three two doesn't really tickle any part of me emotionally do you know what i mean yeah well, no but i mean obviously the gits player would rather win three games than one game on his weekend so yeah or her weekend it's true. so it's true yeah, I think yeah. maybe just for global like meta gaming, it doesn't really like factor into my like my. No, but it yeah, it's potentially making the game enjoyable for those people, which is 
And actually, and actually, Lex's, and Lex's point is really solid as well. Problem is, is we don't have enough data to set a baseline yet. How do we know these changes are positive or negative? There's also a really solid point from there as well. Like we haven't even got yeah. data on if games are finishing. That's massive. To just, to, I know we're 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 in the weeds now, but let's fucking go in there. Let's get right into the swamp and start swimming around in the boggy mist. Yeah, is in ninth launching ninth edition 40k one of the key conversations coming out at the start was were games finishing and going first and second and how much of effect either of those two had and i know no one's tracking that data at the minute like there's no one like and there aren't enough two-day events to to drag that data in and three day and 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 one day is just whatever like for for stats they really are um and so uh like it's based on it's based on nothing it's uh it's a reaction based on nothing and so the effect you can't gauge because you haven't set a baseline. You're like, I can't wait to see what happens yeah. based on my no information going into it. But there is some events like like we got like three, three nearly we got three hundred player events in the US this coming weekend, right? So like that's going to start to give us some sort of baseline going forward, which is quite nice. Uh, but then if everyone does it, there's no baseline ever. So then you're basing it off nothing all of the time, which I like. Can I just put my flag in the ground here? I like that. Just be wild. Just be like a fucking mad T.O. who's like, all Iron Jaws, extra 500 points. Fuck you. Like, all the time. Yeah? Just, like, just fucking get in there, man. Just get in there. Just go nuts with it. Really into that. That's super fun. Yeah. And then you, I can have some guy message me and be like, Rob, I won my event with Nighthorn. And I'm like, oh, my God, what's your list? And he sends it to me. And I'm like, dude, this is 3,000 points of Nighthorn. He'd be like, I know. You allowed 1,000 extra points of Nighthorn at this event. How good am I? I'm like, um. Pretty good because he played. There was only nine <laughs> yeah, just ten nine horn players <laughs> play three thousand points. That's that's when you find out uh, who's the best level player for the day. <laughs> Do it at random on the day so people don't plan for it. That's even better. <laughs> you just don't tell yeah. people before they turn up. Is is also today. No all-out defense command ability. Good luck, everyone. Have a great game. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> this round, no unleash hell. Everyone have a great time. Uh, this round, no command abilities. Good luck. Fucking good luck, boys. Did they did yeah. that at an event. What event was it? Adepticon. Like, I was doing the coverage, so it must have been maybe 2017. Like, every round, he yeah, would just yeah. randomly announce something fucking... So I was like, the hills do this now. And I was like, where are we? What mad fucking <laughs> wow. Rat, I was like, is Joe in the chat? Joe, is that true? Do I remember? I think I remember that right. It was nuts. Like, I remember being like, holy fuck. Um, uh, uh, each list. <laughs> anyway, anyway, enough of that conversation. But it's, uh, it's a fun chat to have. Uh, and ultimately, as long as people are yeah, having yeah, fun yeah. at events, who gives a shit? Um, yeah, yeah, That's it. Uh, and the global stats will take care of themselves because we'll just omit them from the results because they're not allowed to be part of the results, right? They ha- you have to have a baseline, otherwise you just can't be in results. That's how things work, like because it's aberrant data. Like you wouldn't let like like a bunch of thousand point events into your stats list. It would be weird, I think. Um, 
uh, like same with two list events. Just like doesn't matter. They don't like it's a cool idea. Like because that's a cool idea. That's some comp that's come before, right? Yeah. 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 All right. So should we get on with uh, the the tearing show? Tears for days. Yeah, yeah, let's start let's, crying let's start. about stuff. I'm just going to turn the light on so I can see what I'm looking at. Oh, it's on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, I d- when did that uh, has the most house rule missions than any other event default. That's true. Um, uh, this could be amazing, said Robert Street. Uh, this, that does sound like uh, game mode instead of comp for all that. Uh, yeah, I like, the, I like uh, Darkest Design's idea. Uh, this round, play your opponent's army. Good luck, generals. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they did that at an Australian Masters during eighth position. They made yeah, they made people play with the other people's armies. Yeah. Have you? Uh, thanks, guys. Yeah. Ali for donating three sixty nine to the show. You fucking babe. Um. Or they randomly allocated. Everybody wrote lists and brought them. And then they randomly allocated the lists to the players. Owen did that like at the that. beginning of the year, didn't he? Uh, Darren, Owen, and um, and Adam Mumford, they did the uh, Secret Santa where um, I think Darren and Adam wrote lists on TTS and then everyone else just got randomly yeah. assigned a list and it was a fucking nightmare and they had a great time. Yeah. These, these, are, the, yeah. these are the things that people get up to when... They can't go to work and do a proper job. <laughs> you can't go to work. You can't get anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just invent strange things to do. No, I'm joking, obviously. But yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, you can all do all sorts of weird and wonderful things uh, with uh, the games that mm. we play. Our wee toy uh, soldiers. Thanks, Starlorn Ernst, for subscribing. Also, I just want everyone to know mm. that getting extra points for your destruction faction is one of my favourite ways of playing Warhammer. Arguably, the only way I ever get good at Warhammer is if you give me extra points to play a destruction army. Um, but that's that's a throwback. That's a throwback. Um, all right, let's do tears. Let's do tears. Uh, now we did order last week, right? Uh, so I'm just going to yeah. write down a little show note for our man John. Fifty-four minutes. So if you've fifty-four, 54 minutes, minutes. So if you're just joining us, uh, so I'm just going to. Well, we'll do it at 55. I'm just going to end this podcast now for the podcast bros. Thanks for listening. I hope you had a great day. Loads of love to you. Uh, like, slap your own ass because you're so fucking cute. You're so gorgeous, fellas. Uh, and also YouTube.